0: Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we discuss all things Boardwalk Inn, including what it's like to stay club level. Find all episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you'll receive bonus content, or you can support the podcast by using me as your travel agent at no cost to you. Get started by emailing Chung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for the podcast, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at WWDeciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies.
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So it has been years since we have done one of these episodes, but we are going to take an in-depth look at a hotel, the Boardwalk Inn, which is where I stayed On my last trip, we used to have a format that we would do these 101 episodes for hotels on, and so today we're going to focus on the boardwalk in. So we're going to run through the location and theming, transportation, rooms, restaurants, pool, perks, all that stuff, and then also I'll talk a little bit about my experience staying club level. Let's get right to it. Leslie, why don't you tell us where is the boardwalk located and kind of what is the general overall theme that Disney is going with here on the boardwalk?
1: So I have never stayed at the boardwalk myself. But of course, given its location, I have passed by many times. It's located right next to the International Gateway and sort of around Crescent Lake part of the whole complex that is Yacht and Beach Club and Swan and Dolphin and in between Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So that whole area so i'm sure most folks have seen it uh, maybe not knowing knowing it or not theming wise it is themed to be sort of the beach boardwalk the new jordan new jersey style i guess <laughs> although i think it's kind of universal i don't know um maybe maybe that's your new jersey uh but bi- that's bias what they showing. told me really no, that's what they told me
0: and <laughs> as far as i'm concerned um and being born and raised in new jersey i can say this the tackier it is the more like a new jersey uh, <laughs> Jersey Shore Boardwalk it is, so, you know.
1: Uh, Well, we got some tacky uh, boardwalks out here in California, so you just have to come see them for yourself, Joe. The boardwalk is just also a center of entertainment. I think a lot of folks have visited maybe as sort of a mini Disney Springs where there's restaurants and things to do and and sights at night. So it's kind of a happening place as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, there are bars and there's a dance club. But beyond that, like any boardwalk, there's street entertainment. It's probably one of the few places where streetmosphere is already back at Disney World, although, you know, we expect it's all going to come back soon. Bring back citizens of Hollywood, you cowards. But every night when we got back from the parks, there was something going on at the boardwalk. There was a juggling group. There was a group that was doing double Dutch or triple Dutch at some point, I think they were doing. There was a pair of hula hoop dancers or hula hoop tricksters. And so there's a lot of stuff out there on the boardwalk, like you might imagine on a summer day at, you know, Atlantic City's boardwalk or whatever. So there's a lot of stuff going on there, even without having to go into any of the restaurants or bars.
1: All right. So let's mention transportation as well. It really is just a five minute walk to the international. National Gateway entrance of Epcot and about a 15-minute walk to Hollywood Studios. And of course, it's right next to the Skyliner station that's right there at the International Gateway. So you can use that as well. Also <laughs> accessible by the friendship boats that go along Crescent Lake. And then you've got buses to everywhere else that you need to go in Walt Disney World. So really uh, planes, trains, automobiles, but not exactly, I guess. Buses, Skyliners, boats, and <laughs> walking. Land Like that. That's right. (laughs) Exactly.
0: We used all of the above. We really enjoyed... I do not enjoy the friendship boats. I think they are too slow, but my family enjoyed taking that. We took that to Hollywood Studios one day. Sometimes if we had more time... You know, the Skyliner is the slowest quote-unquote way to get to Hollywood Studios because you have to transfer at Caribbean Beach Resort to get on the Hollywood Studios Skyliner line. But of course, my kids and I love the Skyliner, so we took the Skyliner to Hollywood Studios some days. At night, when the parks are crowded and there's a line for the Skyliners, from Epcot, it's great to walk past... You know, that queue runs all the way to the walkway that's going to the beach club, the International Gateway Skyliner queue. So it's great to walk past that and get right back to your hotel. And then from Hollywood Studios, even though it's a 15 minute walk, it was preferable for us to do that at night than stand in line for the Skyliner. So having all those options is really great. And the buses to the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get to those places. So waited for the bus a couple times, didn't wait longer than 15 minutes. But of course, your mileage may vary as it is with all Disney buses.
1: Indeed, indeed. And I guess when all else fails, there's always Uber and Lyft, which, you know, (laughs) I will rely on from time to time as well.
0: Yeah, lots of people waiting outside the front desk or that front check-in area for ride shares all times of the day. So good point there. All right, why don't you tell us a little bit about the room types that you can get at the Boardwalk Inn?
1: Sure. So Boardwalk Inn is a deluxe resort. So, all of the room types you probably know from other deluxe resorts are pretty much available. You have your standard two queen beds. You have the two queen bed configuration that also includes a day bed for rooms that sleep five. You can also get a king bedroom. And then for concierge level, you can get a deluxe room that has two queens and a queen sofa. So, you've got a couple different room views as well. Of course, the standard standard that looks at nothing. The garden view and the water view rooms and the water view rooms overlook the boardwalk.
0: Yes. And please don't uh, besmirch the reputation of getting to look at a parking lot no i'm just kidding yeah the standard views you know you're looking at a parking lot or if you're lucky some power converters or something like that this is a good point to say that boardwalk in is the hotel portion of the boardwalk but there's also the boardwalk villas which it's kind of the same check-in area but if you turn right you go to boardwalk in if you turn left you go to boardwalk villas boardwalk villas is the dvc portion of the boardwalk where you have you know studios one bedroom suites two bedroom suites etc etc on that end you can book that as a regular hotel through Disney from Disney's website via cash. But of course, there are a lot of DVC members that are using their points to stay there as well. So we never went over to the Boardwalk Villa side, but it's the same theming and all of that. But it's just different room types because of the DVC nature of it.
1: Got it. All right. Well, let's dive into the restaurants that are available at the Boardwalk area. What restaurants does the hotel have?
0: Before I went to the Boardwalk, I was reading and heard that it is tough to get breakfast, which I guess ostensibly is true. Their quick service restaurant is called the Boardwalk Bakery, and it's mostly baked goods. They only have a couple of things to eat for all times of the day that you might consider actual meals. But before I get to the Boardwalk restaurants, I do want to say that being in that area, gives you so many options. Beach and Yacht Club, which both have quick service restaurants and mobile to-go table service restaurants, that's only a five to ten minute walk. So one night I walked over to the Beach Club and got dinner there from that mobile order. So as long as you're willing to walk a little bit, yes, maybe the Boardwalk's quick service is not the greatest, but there are just a lot of options that you can get. Now, besides Boardwalk Bakery's mobile order, there's also the to-go cart, which is boardwalk food. It's like hot dogs, chicken tenders, and all sorts of fries, you know, cheddar and bacon fries, chili cheese fries, all that kind of stuff. There's the Bellevue Lounge, which serves continental breakfast and drinks at night, which is just a small lounge area. It's a nice area that people seem to really like to hang out at, uh, although we did not stop there, but we pass by it every day on our way to our room. Trattoria Al Forno is an Italian restaurant. That's probably one of the two headliners of boardwalks restaurants. You can get mobile order to go for dinner. So as I talked about in a previous episode, we did that. They serve breakfast and dinner. Breakfast traditionally was a character breakfast, but that has not come back yet. The dinner has very good Italian food and Trattoria Al Forno is very well liked by a lot of people. And I've heard the breakfast is great as well there's also outdoor seating there if that is something that you are looking for flying fish just reopened this is the signature restaurant it is more seafood looked in the window peered in the window sadly many times it looks very fancy in there and everyone really loves the food there so everyone's excited that that is back there's also a brewery big river grill and brewing works which is kind of close in the area and there's ice cream place there's a margarita stand there's a pizza window mobile order uh, which you can mobile order although you can't mobile order at night in general. It's like, that's for your late night stuff. That pizza window was open till midnight. So you could get pizza at all times of the day. I will not say whether I did or did not eat half a pizza at 11 p.m. one night. Uh, And then there's Abracadabra, which is one of the places that people like to kind of take a nightcap at the end of the night. There's not really a lot of food there, but people do enjoy uh, visiting that bar at the end of the night. And then, of course, there is a pool bar, as there are. So plenty of options. We never were wanting for finding food. And unlike most moderate resorts, it was such a short walk to all these different places. It was great to have so much food at our fingertips. Phew, that was a mouthful. No pun intended, Leslie.
1: All right. That was a lot of restaurants, but it's really great that there are so many choices, Joe. Why don't we turn next to where you at least burned off some of those
0: calories, the pools. I did not burn off any calories. I was what? just sitting on the side uh, weak, in the pool. Weak. <laughs> you didn't get in with your kids? <laughs> I'm not going to. I did get in with my kids, but I can stand everywhere. So it's not like I was swimming around. And I don't think riding down the water slide counts as burning calories, Leslie. But, okay. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for thinking so highly of me. I should mention that there is also a gym there, which I definitely did not even go into once. So there are two quiet pools. And one of the club attendants, we were talking about the pools one day, like on our first or second day that we were there. And my wife was asking what's the difference between the quiet pool and the main pool? And she said, and I quote, quiet pool is the no fun pool, (laughs) which I thought was pretty funny. That's awesome. There are two quiet pools, but then the main pool is called the Luna Park Pool. It's really big. Even when it was busy, it never got super busy, but even when you could tell like a lot of people were there, like at the points where all the chairs were filled up, it still didn't feel super crowded inside the pool itself. You know, you kind of had room to breathe. It was February, so not as many people swimming, though it also was 85 plus degrees every day. So, there were more people than you'd expect in February. And then the slide, the famous creepy clown slide has been rethemed to a goofy theme slide. So, you don't have to look at a creepy clown and the slide is a lot of fun. I did go down that a bunch of times. So, the pool is a big hit amongst everyone. There's like a small tiny toddler sized pool that you can use and there's also a little playground there as well and a jacuzzi so lots of options we're, we were very happy with the pool and like i mentioned there is a uh, leaping libations which is the pool bar there where a lot of people got food although we did not so that was pretty great.
1: All right. Well, let's turn now to the perks and being a Disney deluxe resort. I know Boardwalk has extended evening theme park hours.
0: Yeah. So since the last time we recorded one of these 101 episodes, the perks for all Disney resorts have been reduced to 30-minute early entry. And then for the deluxe resorts like the Boardwalk, the extended evening hours. So currently, in general, they happen on Mondays for Epcot for two hours after park closing and on Wednesdays for Magic Kingdom for two hours after park closing. There is a one-off Hollywood Studios on April 13th, which Disney has said is a one-off. Unless you are going to be staying there on April 13th, 2022, that's going to do you no good. Just some quick reflections on the extended evening hours, and I talked about this a little in our highs and lows trip report magic kingdom is almost a no-brainer like if you're going to keep your kids up for one of them you really want to go to magic kingdom there are so many attractions they close down a few like splash mountain and jungle cruise are closed those are two of the big ones that are closed during magic kingdom extended evening hours but during those two hours you really can get a lot done we rode six rides easily probably could have ridden eight If we had pushed really hard, we did not wait in a line at Magic Kingdom for longer than 10 minutes at any point through the night. If you want to do the Fantasyland rides outside of Seven Dwarfs Mine Train or the Tomorrowland rides, there's just a lot of space. You know, there's just not enough deluxe resorts to fill up the entire Magic Kingdom. Epcot, on the other hand, had a lot fewer attractions open and there's so much space between the attractions so far that you have to walk that it didn't feel as worth it. Frozen Ever After was a walk-on so that was worth it, but Remy's and Soren were still pushing 30 minutes so it wasn't as great. What I will say about these extended evening hours though, and this goes for even if you're not a deluxe resort guest, it is really nice to just wander around the parks with very low crowds. So if you just enjoy the ambiance of the parks, and I'm repeating myself from the past episode but in case you didn't listen to that, definitely check out the extended evening evening hours. As long as you don't try to ride anything, you're not going to get kicked out. But we were very happy. We used both extended evening hours and I wish they were for more than two days per week, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah, that's right. And you really have to look at timing, obviously, when you're booking because a lot of people don't come for a full week necessarily and wouldn't necessarily get to take advantage. I mean, one thing I know I was looking at myself for my own trip was doing a split stay where I was at a deluxe resort for a couple of nights when the extended evening hours were offered and then moving to a cheaper resort. So that might be something people want to consider if they really want to take advantage because these being Monday and Wednesday, you could get away with just two nights at a deluxe and then move somewhere cheaper.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Definitely something to consider.
1: All right, Joe, I know you dropped the big bucks on this trip and stayed club level at Boardwalk. So tell us how that experience was.
0: Yeah, so I should say that we've visited a few hotels and had club access for them before non-Disney hotels. I cannot think off the top of my head of a hotel where we've had better service at a club in the past. And, you know, this is talking about Hyatts and all that kind of stuff. I'm a big Hyatt guy. So was very impressed with the Innkeepers Club, which is the name of the club at the Boardwalk Inn it started before the trip, a few days before we arrived. I received a call from one of the cast members at the club and they asked me if I had any questions, asked, you know, when I was planning on arriving. And during that call, I was able to tell them that our youngest daughter has a food allergy. And so they passed that along to their chef's team and then a chef called us and went through the entire menu of the stuff that they go that they offer at the club and so we were able to talk about what my daughter was going to be able to and not to eat. And on top of all that, I asked them if they had oat milk because she likes to drink oat milk and they do not. They only offer almond milk like with your coffee and stuff like that. But they ended up giving us a ton of oat milk. Uh, They put it in our refrigerator on the second day that we were there. And so already was super impressed with how that was. Now, in terms of staying club level, the way the boardwalk works is it's not, like we didn't stay in a different section because we actually got a deluxe room. We should have said that those deluxe rooms, they're actually bigger than the standard uh, garden or even the water view rooms. And we got that for our bigger family. One thing that I noticed was we had daily housekeeping, which I wasn't expecting. Disney says, right now that technically they're only doing housekeeping every four days but i'm not sure if it was a club level thing or a boardwalk thing but we did have daily housekeeping however the turndown service uh, which they normally do for club level is not back yet now the highlight was being able to go to the innkeepers club from 7 a.m to 10 p.m for all sorts of food. They offered breakfast in the morning from 7 to 10.30, and there was always a couple of hot items. There was always like a meat, so that was either bacon, sausage, or Canadian ham. There was a plant-based protein, and then there was also some sort of egg dish. Uh, There was cereal, all the normal stuff you would think for continental. So we were pretty set for breakfast every single morning going to the club. And then during the middle hours, they offer snacks, which is mainly chips, Cracker Jacks, candy, these nice cute little candy bags you can make. From five to seven, they serve hors d'oeuvres, which, was very good. Oftentimes, you know, we were able to have enough food that we could get by with only a small meal or even just a snack for dinner. The highlight night was there was a night where there was salmon, chicken, bao buns, and chicken alfredo. That night, we really did not eat dinner at all. And then probably the weakest part of the food offerings, but still pretty good. They have desserts from eight to 10. And during hors d'oeuvre hours and dessert hours, there's all sorts of wine and beer that you can drink as well. So overall, really impressed with the service. It was really nice to have a place to kind of wind down or get snacks between park hours since we were going to the parks really hard. And I think the thing that stood out to me the most, I'm not sure if this was your experience when you stayed concierge at Disneyland Hotel in Disneyland, but I was able to text them if I had questions, Um, so I used that quite a bit the first couple of days and then didn't need to after that. But by the end of the stay, it really felt like they knew our family. There were so many cast members around. We must have met over a dozen different cast members working different areas of the club at different points. It felt like there was always someone around to help out, and it felt like they really knew our family by the end, so that was really great. I'm not sure. What was it like for you at Disneyland Hotel?
1: Yeah, very similar. We went when I guess things were a little bit more COVID conscious and the club had not been opened that long, but I felt the service was great and it was definitely one of the better club level lounges I've stayed in. I mean, I think the only ones that I've stayed in have been better, have been like, you know, a Fairmont International. So, you know, it's it's quite good. Disney does a good job and definitely worth worth the while. Although I guess we should mention like what is about the upcharge that you're looking at from, you know, a regular room to a club level room? at BoardWalk
0: probably ballpark $300 for most rooms. So it is quite a bit. You're definitely not going to get your money's worth in terms of if you just like kind of add up the food. So it is a premium experience. But if you are going to splurge, like if you're going for a big anniversary or celebrating a big birthday, it is something worth considering for the splurge because it really did give us, you know, having a place to unwind, having a place to relax, not having to worry about breakfast. It's not something that you can put a dollar value on. But if you are splurging, it is something that can make your Disney vacation just a lot less, more stressful overall. Stressful until you uh, look at your credit card bill, at least.
1: Yeah, that's right. This is really more about improving your logistics and sort of like adding to your magic, I suppose. All right. Well, let's summarize. Why should you stay at Boardwalk Inn and why should you not? Let's break it down.
0: Yeah. So club level aside, I would say that the main reason to stay at Boardwalk Inn is location, location, location. It's an amazing location and that those extended evening hours like i said especially even if you just use the ones for magic kingdom i really feel like they are worth a lot i think before extended park hours i was less prone to thinking about splurging for a deluxe because the room experience itself isn't that much better than a moderate, especially if you're looking at a moderate like Coronado Springs, the Grand Destino Tower. But now having the extended evening, that is like a tangible benefit that is worth paying extra for. Because, you know, in the past, you would have extra magic hours in the morning and evening for everyone, but this is a deluxe specific thing. So that's pretty great. So that's why you should consider staying at the boardwalk. Aside from the price, I think the reason to steer away from the boardwalk, even if you're willing to pay the price, is it can be pretty loud on the boardwalk at night. So if you have a water view you know, there's a lot of action going on. You know, like I said, the pizza windows open till midnight. So there's a lot of people and we were right. I mean, our balcony was right above Traderia Al Forno. So we heard everything that was going on on the boardwalk all night. Luckily, it didn't bother us too much. But if you're pretty sensitive to noises, you might not want to stay at the boardwalk. And you definitely don't want a water view room because that will be facing the boardwalk if you're still in the same price range, you want to stay at a deluxe, you want to stay in Crescent Lake, I would say go to Beach Club or Yacht Club instead, because that's across the lake and it's not going to be as loud because the boardwalk is all that way away. But it was really tough for me to think of a reason why not to stay at the boardwalk in if it's going to be in your budget, if you're paying for a deluxe, because uh, it was really an amazing stay that we had.
1: That's great. I guess the negative for me is it never seems to be available when I'm looking and maybe I plan not far enough in advance. It seems to book up early.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. I was looking for some in 2023 and i was having trouble finding i know they're going to do a refurbishment I, at the very least the innkeepers club is going to do a refurbishment i talked to some cast members about that and so i'm not sure if that's why i couldn't find rooms in i was looking february and march of 2023 and i couldn't find uh, very many rooms so i thought that was weird since uh, you can't even book those online yet but we will see
1: All right, Joe. Well, um, sounds like a great stay. Why don't we close it out with a traditional Disney do or don't? What do you have?
0: Yeah, so my Disney do is just going to be check out the boardwalk area, whether you are staying there or not. We've talked about it many times on this podcast, but it's really a lot of fun there. There's a lot of great energy there, and there's a lot of just happy people. It's kind of. You know, Disney World is busy everywhere, but when you are on the boardwalk, it's busy, but it's not like people, they're not rushing to their next ride or they're not worried about, you know, whether they're going to make their dining reservation or whatever. It's just people outside at night, especially on a nice night, people just outside at night being happy partying a little bit, but not partying as hard as, say, drinking around the world at Epcot. So it's really an enjoyable. Definitely take that walk to the boardwalk from Epcot's International Gateway. It's only a five-minute walk from there at some point during your stay uh, because it's just a great area to be a part of.
1: All right, great tip.
0: All right, well, if you've stayed at the boardwalk, we'd love to hear your experiences. You can email us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you eating pizza at midnight, like a good person should.
1: Thanks, Joe.